Oh, hi there. Good to see you. I hope you're having a great day so far. Today, I have a dark love story about a rim runner, the Prince George Hotel, and a great fire. My name is Chantal Ashton, and welcome to this week's episode of House After Dark. If you're new here, hey, welcome. I'm a real estate agent in the Durham area, and over the course of my career, I've been into some, let's just say, unexplained things. If you love creepy stories and you also love houses, you've come to the right place. Every week, I'm going to share some spooky stories that either I or my coworkers have run into, and I might even throw in some urban legends just to keep things interesting. So pour yourself a glass of wine, get into your comfies, and let the spooky stories begin. So I don't know about you, but right now I am so obsessed with the Prohibition era for some reason. I don't know why. I just, I find it so fascinating. So this this week's story takes place in 1920, and prohibition was coming into effect in the U.S. just as legislation was being passed in Canada to end prohibition. So in Canada, booze was legal, and in the U.S., it was becoming illegal. And this was the perfect opportunity for entrepreneurs around the Canadian-American border to make a little extra, a little extra cash inside. And they could make more money rum running in one week than they could in a whole year of working on the fishing boats. And honestly, I don't blame them. Like, who wants to work <laughs> on, a, on a fishing boat if you don't have to, right? So that's exactly what Robert Baker was doing during this time in Kingston, Ontario. So there's an island off the coast of Kingston between the Canadian and U.S. borders, and it's called Maine Duck Island. I know, very creative. It was bought by Robert's boss at the time from the Canadian government, and I can't remember exactly what the price was, but I remember it being equivalent to about $30,000 Canadian today, so for a very little amount of money. You see, Robert's boss was the infamous smuggler Claude King Cole from Vermont. So what they would do is buy loads of alcohol from Kingston, hide it on the island, and then they would have different ways to distribute it to the U.S either on fishing boats or by dodging the coast guards. I'm sure they had other very creative ways too. And before you go judging them, what they were doing was actually legal in Canada. So they couldn't be convicted of any crime, but obviously there was some stigma still associated with it. So the Prince George Hotel in Kingston, which is what we're actually going to be talking about today, was the headquarters for these rum runners. The hotel had a bar downstairs, and it was also a residence, which was home to the Hirchmer family. One day, Robert was having a meeting with his boss when he laid eyes on, quote-unquote, the most beautiful girl in the world, aww, which was Frank Hirchmer's daughter, Lily. For weeks, Robert would go into the hotel and try to get the opportunity to talk to Lily. Eventually, he did, and they began a love affair, aww. The thing is, though, Lily was from a very affluent family, and her parents did not approve at all. 
even though what Robert was doing was legal, it still had a stigma associated with it, and they just didn't think Robert was good enough for her. Because her family was disapproving, they had to figure out a way to see each other in secret. So on nights when Lily wanted to see Robert, she would wait until her parents were asleep and she would leave an oil lamp in the window. Because of the positioning of the hotel, Robert could even see the light when he was out at sea. The signal worked for many months until one day Lily fell asleep while waiting. The wind was strong that night and it knocked over the lamp. A fire engulfed the home and sadly, no one survived. The hotel was rebuilt in the years following and it still stands today. The building is commonly thought of as being haunted by Lily Herchmer's ghost, particularly on the third floor. Staff have reported lights and radios turning off and on in the rooms, doors locking and unlocking, and slamming shut behind them. Some staff actually report seeing a shadowy figure of a woman drifting through the hallway. Many people believe this apparition is Lily searching forever for her lost love. So what do you think? Is this a true story? So the part about the Rum Runners is entirely true. Actually, fun fact, Claude King Cole was put to trial for bootlegging and guess what? He was acquitted of all charges. The magistrate ruled, quote, a man can have more than one residence and that he can lawfully have liquor in them, end quote. So the case was dismissed and Cole's stash of liquor was returned to his island property. And the island itself is pretty interesting too. Evidence from archeological finds on the island indicate indigenous people were visiting and using the island as early as 450 BC. And remember, Canada is only 153 years old, so the island seems to have a pretty rich history. Now the hotel itself has a pretty complicated and almost untraceable past. It was first built in about 1817. I even read some articles saying it was as early as 1809. And some first say it was a bar turned residence and some say it was a residence turned hotel. It's just, it's really hard to trace the history because there have been so many fires in the building. We do know that, at some time, the Herchmer family did own the building. But the story about Lily and her beau, it's just a made-up urban legend. The building is commonly thought of as being haunted by locals, and it was even part of a ghost walk at some point. Even if the building isn't haunted, it definitely has a pretty cool history. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. 
If you'd like to connect more, feel free to add me on Instagram at Chantel Ashton or feel free to send me story requests too. That would be great. Anyways, I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thank you.